Hi, and welcome to the Lies of Liberty podcast. I'm your host, Craig Smith. I'm Miles Keenan. And today we're here to discuss a few topics that people don't want to actually discuss. And we want to bring the truth out about these things and actually give a voice to the unheard. So this is our first episode, and um, we're just going to try to wing this thing. We're going to try to make it happen. Uh, hopefully we grab everybody's attention and we discuss some of the stuff that you guys want to talk about and want to hear. Um, yeah, so let's let's jump right into it, right? So first topic of the day is going to be censorship on social media. <laughs> censorship on social media. Now, everybody, I believe if you're on the left or the right, has been banned several times from social medias. Um, I think the left says, oh, they're targeting the left. And the right says, oh, they're targeting the right. But the fact of the matter is they just ban what they don't want to hear or that they don't want to that doesn't fall in line with their propaganda machine that yeah. is social media. So what, what do you think, right? Didn't, didn't you have something happen to you uh, just recently with your social media? Yes. So I've had two Facebook pages banned and disabled. And recently, as of a week ago, my Instagram was taken down that had no political affiliations or postings whatsoever. It was just nudes? No, it was just literally my day-to-day life in Montana. Well, that's disappointing. So <laughs> did, they, did they offer any, uh, any explanation as to why? Like, No. They have not given me any reason besides that community standard. Same, same old story. Community standards were violated, so we don't allow that here. But at the same time, nothing that I've ever posted could have been against community standards that were previously stated when I signed the contract to actually have a Facebook or an Instagram. So, you know, I've had a lot of that happen to me too back in the day, like years ago, or one, two, three years ago, um, I was king of of the band hammer. (laughs) I I actually, and I'm very proud of this, I got a... uh, I got a 30-day ban while I was on a 30-day ban. I mean, <laughs> bro, that hey, was, that swing was awesome. for the fences. Yeah, swing, <laughs> knocking it out of the park. So, but back in the day, they would actually show you the post that got you banned. They would show you exactly what you did, where you messed up, and you know they would remove that post or give you the option to delete that post or you know anything else. At this point, though, and this has happened with a lot of people that I know. They're just, they're plucking it. They're plucking it. That's what's away. Mm-hmm. And people are having to start their accounts completely over. Now, we can't all have 30 accounts like some people I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it becomes very, uh, it, it becomes almost a, um, a, a breakdown on people, it, it, you know, people have everything in their social media. They've got all their photos, they've got all their videos, they've got all their, their family events, they've got a tremendous amount of things and they're just losing it. So, the, and if you think about that, that's kind of the power that social media has right now. Like we invest so much into social media and we think it's safe, we think it's protected. Oh, it's right there, I got all my photos on Facebook, but say the wrong thing and we'll take that away from you. 
Yep. Do you think that this is a, is like maybe a fear, um, like do what we say or else kind of thing that that social media is, is perpetuating with this? I think it is. And I think the the beginning of this was the fact checkers. All right. So my favorite fact check thing ever at this moment is a picture of 50 Cent looking like Donald Trump and literally got fact checked to say this isn't an accurate depiction of 50 Cent. Well, no shit, Sherlock. We've been seeing 50 Cent for, I don't know, what, 20 years now? Yeah, about 20. We know exactly what it looks like. And because you put him in an orange wig and like a suit does not mean we think he's Donald Trump. Well, I feel like Chelsea Handler thought she thought he was Donald Trump there for a while. <laughs> it was a, she was a yeah. little annoyed. She doesn't look good. She's yeah. She's she's a she's let herself slide. Um, fact checkers are a thing, and I was thinking about that earlier today. Uh, somebody had posted something. Uh, I don't even remember what it was. I, I see so many things. Um, and they said, this is not true, see why? And this is another one of those things, when the fact checkers first came out, they would provide you a link or they provide you with something, you know, to Snopes or Snoops or whatever that, whatever that site's called, it's run by Legends, yeah. by the way. Um, and at least they would provide you why this isn't, you know, yep. factual. Now, <laughs> I looked up, it was a, it was a, oh, I remember what it was. It was a video of, um, and I don't know if you've seen these or not, there, it was a video of these poll workers just stamping, stamping and, and do, you know, like, and what would be blatant cheating, I think it was the, um, the Pennsylvania Board of Elections or something like that, where they got the video from. And, uh, you know, it, it said, this is false and that see why. So, you know, you click why and you look at it and it goes, this may not be accurate because of inconsistencies and yeah. And you're like, what? Like, who are these fact checkers? I mean, exactly. is, is there some Facebook like house with these Keebler elves in there fact checking all day? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, like, so, because you say it's, it's not real. It's, it's not real. Like do as I, it's another one of those things. Do as I say, or else mm -hmm. it, the amount of power that these people have is insane. It's, it's, it is. it's crazy. And so on the, the fact checker, who they are and everything. So I found out that people have fact checkers assigned to their Facebook. So when my original Facebook got the ban hammer, I got a new one. And one of my friends that I work with, he's like, oh, this is how you can check how many fact checkers you have. I had 48. I told my wife to do the same thing to see if there was a disproportionate thing there. She has three. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's wild. When I went into mine, I, uh, I looked at it and there had to be, there had to be 50 something at least. And I was like, delete, 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 delete. And uh, it took me forever. Cause I would like delete a page in a line and I'd be like, okay, that's, that's it. I got it. And then I'd back out and then I'd go back in and there'd be like 25 more yep. down there. And I'm like, Delete, 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 delete. You know, it's it's wild. It's so crazy. 
And not to mention the fact that they're listening to everything that you say. They have access to your audio, to your camera. There's been lawsuits about it. There's been all kinds of things, you know? So it's, it's, there's an insane amount of control right there and they're not restricted. That they're not, they're not held liable or accountable to our bill of rights because it's, it's virtual, it's internet, you know? And it's a private entity. It's a private entity, but at the same time, which I respect, I respect the private business being able to do whatever it wants. You know, that, that's fine. But the, at the same time, you know, these social medias, the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, all of this, it's become the town hall, so to speak. It's become yes. the spot where we communicate things with each other. You know, a lot of people like, I don't even have TV anymore. You know, I, I go to Drudge and I, you know, get my news, you know, over there or something pops up on social media and I go and I look at that and then I fact check that. And then I, you know what I mean? Try to figure out what's what, because, you know, TV, mainstream media is worse. Mainstream media is crazy. Um, what, what's her, what's her name? Judge Prino or whatever her name is. What is that? You know, I'm talking about the Fox News lady, the judge. Oh, Judge, judge Junine Pirro. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure I butchered that name, but <laughs> I did. I I don't know. I'm, I'm what what are you gonna do? So, um, I guess Fox News last night was it last night or night before? I I, I forget what it was. I think it was last night, Saturday night. Uh, she usually has her show, and her show wound up talking about um the uh, the fraudulent, you know whatever for the election you know the the possibility of of a little fraud and uh they removed the show they removed it because they didn't want anybody talking about that you know so they just they they plucked it so it's it's all it's all pick and choose and they they, they feed you what they like and they do what they want to do and people eat it up so i don't even have tv anymore i you know i'll, I'll netflix some movies or whatever, and I know people. A lot of people they uh they they like to ban you know say oh ban Netflix ban Netflix over that uh, cuties. Remember the cuties? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about personal choice, isn't it? So also on Netflix, what they have is they have um the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, right? Yeah. And each and each thing is like three hours long. It's all word for word from the uh, from the. Um, not the King James, the uh, New International Version. And, oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's done really well. It's, it's awesome. And so, I mean, like, you can choose to boycott Netflix, but I think it all comes down to personal accountability. Uh, if you want to ban, if you want to boycott them, boycott them, you know, do your thing. Or you could just turn off cuties, not pay it any attention, and look up something else that's a little more suited to your belief system. It's all out there. So, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, know, I don't even know why I threw that out there. I just kind of little little something something for you yeah no me and my wife we don't have normal tv we have wi-fi and netflix and prime that's it and we don't pay attention we don't pay attention to the news because if we get news we check it ourselves to make sure what we're being told is actually a form of education not just somebody spewing their opinion on us and there it is right there as we spew our opinions on everyone right now. Yeah. <laughs>
It's entertainment purposes. There you go. Yes. Yes. All right. So moving on from social media, you have anything to add to the social media debacle? Is there anything that we can do? Is there anything that we can do about this? Okay. So now I don't know Joe Rogan personally, but I do like to listen to his podcast. One of the things that he's talked about in two of his episodes that I know of was changing the First Amendment to include social media, to be protected under that because it is, as you said, the town hall for people. I can't get behind that portion because if we if we amend one amendment, what's to stop anyone else from doing what they need to to get the other amendments to say something different than what it already protects? Oh, I feel like we've already done that, Craig. Haven't we? Well, no, we have. We have. But we can't allow it to continue any further. So at this point, until we have an equal representation in social media to where just because you say something as your opinion doesn't make it factual because it hurts somebody's feelings, but that we allow all opinions to be heard. Now, if you want to be one of those people out there that are racist little assholes, no. We don't want to hear your voice. We don't want to hear your mouth. Exactly. Your voice is not the voice that people need to hear. You're the person that needs to go back to freaking 1492 with Christopher Columbus and join him on his little voyage. Are you against Christopher Columbus? Are you happy the statue's down? I, I don't care one way or the other. You animal. For me, Christopher Columbus did nothing but get lost. Why? Why? Why would we ever want to be like, you know what? You did a great job at getting lost. And so we're going to celebrate you. It's the same as the South and the Confederacy. Like you lost and are still trying to fight for it. Just like neo-Nazis. The Nazis lost and you're still trying to go for it. Then you got the Californians who were from Berkeley. They're like, communism will prevail. It's all trash. I think, I think it's history. I think it's it's history that that needs to be remembered. And I think that if we tear down these things and if we forget and we just cast it to the wayside, we fail to learn from the mistakes and the accomplishments. You know, that not everyone in any scenario has been all bad. There's very fine people on all sides. So I think that, that, that by tearing down these statues and by removing these flags and, and removing history and rewriting history itself, I think that that's what, that's the beginnings of creating this encapsulated new world order kind of thing that, that we've been headed to for so long. In fact, in the, uh, in the Communist Manifesto, you know, that's, that's one of the first things that they, they do. They, they rewrite the history, they rewrite the thing. It's, 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 in, the, it's in the book, um, you know, go ahead and check that out. Don't, don't check it out too hard though, cause yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't, I don't wanna get rid of these things. I don't think these things need to be torn down and erased from history. Okay. I believe that we should not celebrate these things because that's what happens is these people, they get around this idea of, as a Confederate, you're a rebel. Okay. Fair enough. Got it. 
But why do you want to celebrate something that other people don't want don't want you to celebrate as an open victory thing? The neo-Nazis. Yes, we don't want to erase history that these people existed and we want to know that they're still there until they are no longer there because we want to continue to try and fight against that. I don't want people to be able to celebrate these things as openly as they want to in the hopes that these things will get reignited. That's my thing. See, and, and I disagree. I think people should be able to celebrate and do whatever it is they want to do. Just like if you want to bake a cake for somebody, bake that cake. Bake it, baby. You know what I mean? Do your thing. I remember, I remember there was a, there was a two years ago, there was a, a Klan rally, right? These guys came from Indiana or something like that. And they, uh, they came out to Columbus for a rally. Everybody went nuts, completely nuts, you know? And, and <laughs> we've been having rallies in, in cities for forever. You know, I remember being a kid and, and watching the news and they're like, yeah, okay, 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 rally, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, okay. And they turned, you know, nobody cared, right? So the KKK rally show, shows up in Columbus, whatever. It's like six people, right? It's like these six people and their German shepherd or something stupid. And uh, dude, there was thousands, thousands of, of, of protesters protesting against this thing. And I think what these protesters failed to realize is all they did was give this group traction, traction, recognition. Um, they, they, they made them valid, you know, because it wasn't like, you know, it was a bunch of people protesting and they were going up there with signs that said, give peace a chance and come love your neighbor or anything like that. It was, it was hatred, right? So, so we've hit this point where civil discourse is no longer a thing at all. You know, and, and we'll get into, into that more here in a little bit when we talk about the left and the right. But the uh, rather than civil discourse or, or showing everyone that, that love will prevail or, or, you know, love over hate or whatever, they met hate with hate, right? So, yeah. and they, they took other people who were trying to have civil discourse because if you don't fall in line completely, and I'm not even talking about the rally anymore. I'm talking about just in general. If you don't fall in line, I see this on the left all the time. Um, it happened today on uh, some, some tweet that AOC put out, which was insane. Um, they're making lists now of everybody who is complicit with the Trump thing. I was like, well, put me at the top, baby. You bring it on down, you know? So, but they, uh, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, the... Uh, instead of the civil discourse, with the civil discourse, it's gone, right? So, so it, was a, it was a leftist saying, you guys are getting a little bit radical, you know, why don't you take it back, take it easy a little bit, and blah, blah, blah. And all the other leftists will attack. It's blood in the water right there. And they'll attack them. And I'll, I'll reach out and I'll be like, look, you know where you won't get attacked like that for having a different opinion? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I have different uh, opinions. That's not even true anymore. No, I don't know. I've, I've got different opinions and I'm, I'm accepted. You know, some people might come out there and be like, oh, you believe in that, blah, blah, blah. You know, because I'm, I'm a proponent of, of a universal health care. Uh, I think capitalizing on America's, or on uh, American citizens' health is, is borderline treasonous. 
you know, because there's, it's a conflict of interest. There's no real motivation to keep people well, only a motivation to keep them sick, which is why we haven't cured really anything since polio, you know? So, um, then that's a left-leaning view, but I I would be considered right-wing because I'm very conservative in my values. So I can't, or I can, I can express those, those views amongst right-wingers and they're fine. You know, you might have one or two that's like, oh my, you're communist, socialism, blah, 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 without really looking into the, you know, the, the real idea behind it. But for the most part, it's fine. But when you're on the left like that, they come down like, like an eagle on, like, you ever see that, you ever see that video with, with the eagle and the goat? And that eagle comes down, he snatches that goat off the side of the mountain and he flies away with this goat. Oh. Yes, I have seen that. I know what you're talking about now. That's what it's like, man. It's like this little leftist goat. He's just hopping around. He's doing his thing. Ah! Comes this this eagle and just snatches him up and takes him away to go, you know, chew him up or conform him and take him to a re-education camp or whatever it is they do. (laughs) I don't know. We're not in China. There's no re-education camps. (laughs) Yeah. So, speaking of different views... Right? You, my friend, are libertarian. Um, as I am. Ooh, this is going to be touchy. So I personally think that you guys ruined things for us during this election. A little upset. A little upset. So t- <laughs> tell me how it feels being the deciding factor for, you know, a lot of these states and a lot of these counties. I love it. I honestly do. I do. You know why? Because 1% of people got out of this, it's left or right. They literally said that neither one of these candidates are the people I want representing. And they voted for a third option, even though everyone's like, well, this vote counts for this person or that vote counts for that person if you vote third party, which I don't care. You know why? Because I'm gonna vote for the most competent person that is running. Now, in other years, since I've been able to vote, there's been quite a few times I've wrote my own name in there because I didn't trust who the candidates were. I've written your name in there too several times. Thank you. Come out to Montana, right man for uh, Senate and House. <laughs> there, you <go. laughs> there you go. So I have a, I have a, vastly different opinion on that um so i i didn't didn't joe jorgensen say something about like let's ban the atf and and freedom for all and all that fun stuff didn't didn't she do that yes yes Yes. okay so i would be completely on board with that dude like you had me at ban atf (laughs) okay like like you had my heart but i feel like this year was definitely not the year to do that so the Libertarian Party is notorious for being like the Republicans' kid sister, you know, historically, you know what I mean? Um, so it, it, they hold a little more conservative values than they did, than they do, you know, liberal values. Um, yep. You know, historically, that might be changing. I'm sure that is changing. You know, everything changes all the time. But historically, back in the days of Ron Paul and all of that, Loved Ron Paul. Man, Ron Paul. <laughs> yeah, a man, Ron Paul. So, um, 
I think that this year was not the year to do that. If she would have run in 2024, right, right after Trump, I'd have been like, bam, all over it. And I know that there were a lot of Americans out there that were. I think a lot of Americans voted for Trump because he wasn't really a Republican. He wasn't really a politician. You know, that I remember the first, uh, the first debate, they had a, uh, they, they said, you know, if, if somebody else is picked for this primary, are you still going to, are you going to run as an independent? And he was like, yeah. I was like, my man, <laughs> you know, it was right there. The media hated him. Republicans hated him. Democrats hated him. Everybody hated him. That, that's, he was perfect for me. I was like, I love this guy, you know? And he did the, uh, and I know a lot of libertarians out there are like, oh, but my bump stocks and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I didn't like the whole bump stock ban thing. I thought that was ridiculous. I thought that was one of the dumbest things he's ever done, you know, but in contrast, we have to look at the positive that he's done too. And the negatives that are coming now that we don't have him there. He was going to set up the Libertarian Party or an independent party or Joe Jorgensen or whoever, right, to be in a good place to jump off of, you know, their platform. Um, now, on the other hand, like we're done. By the end of these four years, that's all you're going to have, buddy, right there. Big ups to go, guys. These things are awesome. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Definitely not a sponsor, but they're, they're pretty damn cool. Um, but that's all, that's all we're going to be able to have. You know, so as, as far as as far as guns go, and I'm not even talking about, you know, everything that they're going to try to try to push, you know, in, in the next four years. You know, there's a lot that can be done in four years. You know, the, I remember, you know, gas prices in 2008 were what? They were like four or five bucks a gallon, something like that. It took him a hundred dollars to fill it up. <laughs> well, those days are coming back, my friend. So I, I think that knowing because i mean everyone everyone knew that the libertarian there was no way the libertarian party was going to win anything in this election this year right so i think that i think that the mistake that a lot of libertarians did and they, and they won't they don't care they, they're not gonna you know i've, I've talked to many of them maybe you will I, I don't know but for the most part they're like whatever you know and they hang out with their apathy you know apathetic you know connotations <laughs> and they're like whatever we're just gonna let it burn bro and i'm like why <laughs> i'm like why you know you knew you couldn't win set yourself up for the big win in 2024 and get your party off the ground you know there's a massive amount of people now that are just like i'll never ever ever go libertarian now you know just because of that and i think that's that's the libertarian party really hurt themselves i think they've kind of Put themselves down there towards the green party even you know because libertarians were on to come up you know during that whole ron paul era and all of that you know i had my ron paul shirt and everything you know i was out there at the rally over there and, and off high street in newport and i loved him i thought he was great he was the the person that got me into looking for the third option out there because this man ran on the Republican ticket several times for the presidency and always got squashed in the numbers. Mm -hmm. So to me, no one ever is going to allow this to happen again. Because 
you had Abraham Lincoln, who was considered a third party at the time. I thought he was a Republican at the time. He is a Republican, but Republicans were considered a third party at the time. They took over for the, uh, what is it, the Way Party or something like that? Okay. So he was considered a third party. FDR was a progressive. He wasn't a Republican or a Democrat. So there are these people who have come through to be able to prevail on a losing ticket as a third party in which we would say a modern time, no third party can ever win. But why, why do we always have to wait? Why is it never a good time to elect somebody that should be everybody's ticket the only reason why people won't is because there's a D or an R in front of their person's face. Well, I think this election was a little bit different. I think it didn't have anything to do with the D or the R. I think it had to do with stopping the D, right? I think that's, that's where people's minds were right now. And if, every, if everybody would have jumped on the Joe Jorgensen bandwagon, that would have been great. And if Trump would have been an awful, awful, horrible president, you know, and, and we'd have gas at $8 a gallon and we'd have, you know, all these things, you know, if we were living in, 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 you know, trash and filth, like, oh, you know, it would like have been, little, yeah, it would have been a little bit different, but, uh, you know, you brought up that history lesson and I'd like to share one as well that involves a third party. So back if, as a libertarian, you know, very well how the, uh, how the federal reserve was created. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's that seems to be especially with Ron Paul back in the day. Boy, we all learned about Read his books. Yeah, Read his we, books. We all learned about Woodrow Wilson. We all learned about that monster from Jekyll Island or a creature from Jekyll Island. Um, we all learned how that went down. Now, what we didn't learn really was that it was a third party that gave Woodrow Wilson this victory. And enabled this thing to happen that's given us so much joy for the last 120 years, you know, or 110 years, whatever it is. Um, you know, so so Wilson, it was Wilson and Taft. And then uh, Roosevelt jumped in and split that right, split the right. Roosevelt was our little Joe Jorgensen, wasn't he? And then, yes, Wilson, and then Wilson went in and Wilson, you know, became a puppet for the banksters. And there it is. And it was, it was, you know, the rest is history. So I think we have to play this game. And I know people are tired of playing the game, but society in general is a game. It's all a big game you know, with the, with the powers that be, the, the elitists that are out there. So now, rather than having, because Trump is a worker, everybody gets Trump, you know, kind of, kind of twisted, but he's a New Yorker and he's a worker. You don't get $8 billion by just, you know, uh, you know, you have, to, businessman does. you have to work, right? So, you know, we went away from the whole basic politician thing and we got a businessman who was a worker who brought our economy through the roofs. Everybody's 401ks went through the roof. Like every, you know, things were getting better. Things were awesome. And then all of a sudden here comes Corona and Corona happens and ta-da, you know, it is what it is. But even with a pandemic, 
If you look at gas prices this morning, over here in Ohio, it was $2.09 for unleaded. $2, during a global pandemic. Let's, yeah. think about, let's think about that for a second. You know, so, some, some little skirmish pops off between Russia and whoever, you know, back in 2007, and gas jumps up to like five bucks a gallon. True. Right? We're in a global pandemic, bro. Like, and nothing's moved. Like, you can't. What would have what happened to the economy had this thing hit, you know, back in, in the Obama era? Like, what, what do you think would have happened? I mean, we had the Ebola scare and all of I that. I think the but thing the swine flu happened. The H1N1? I know a lot of people that got that H1N1. I had it for three days. Did you die, though? Uh, I got to vote this year, so maybe. <laughs> maybe you did die. Maybe you did die. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have a little, little scene from Ghost. We're going we're gonna to do some pottery later. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> but, so I, 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 in 2009, when the swine flu was this big thing, I got it. We were quarantined for two weeks in our barracks, everyone that had it. And then it was done and over with. Like there was no repercussions, the likes that we see now. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever underestimate the power of ingesting crayons. <laughs> hey, it keeps you healthy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah. you know, and I've known a lot of people now that have had the, uh, this uh, COVID-19 or whatever. Um, there's been some people that have got really, 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 really sick, like yeah. real sick, weeks and weeks of sick. Um, I don't know anybody that's died from it. Um, and, but the majority of people that have gotten it have been sick for a little while or not sick at all. And they're fine, yep. you know? So I, 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 I can't wrap my head around this whole COVID thing. I'm just like, you know, and then those that got it and then they're done with it. You see them, you know, on their social medias at the bar and this and that and blah, 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 not worrying about a thing because they've already got it. You know, I'm, yep. a, I'm a little envious. I'm a, I'm a little jealous. Maybe we should all be getting this COVID in, a, in like a controlled environment. Maybe we should do that. Maybe they should do like a thousand people at a time and, and stick us on like a gymnasium, you know, where we're monitored and controlled and, and they can, they can, you know, spray a butyrol through the air fresheners. There. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little, little, little breathing treatments in the whole gym or something like that. Set up a fogger. Let's do something. And then let's, let's be done with this thing. I'm so sick of it. I just want it to be done. I want to be done with it. Be nice, but too many people are still fearful of dying. And that's the real cause is we have such an amount of our population in general is more and more scared of things the further on we go. In the American way of life, if there is a 0.001% chance that you are going to die from it, nope, we got to protect you. We're the government. We're here for your safety. <laughs> And I, I honestly feel that. Like, I'm not one of those 70s and 80s kids. I was born in 89. 
but I still lived my life as if I lived in the 70s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I didn't wear a helmet. I didn't wear knee pads. Freaking, I've had way over 50 stitches already, bunch of broken bones. Like, come on now. Like, getting hurt should be a good thing in life. Getting sick can be a good thing in life because it allows your body to naturally produce antibodies. Sure. I'm no doctor, so somebody out there is going to be like, you can't say that. But anyways... <laughs> Your body fights off anything it comes in contact with that is seen as a foreign entity in its body. Yeah, and I and I agree with you hundred percent on that. And I think it also is a uh, it's a there's a mental thing there as well. Um, you know, you've you've gotten sick, you've gone through pain, you've gone through through hardships and and things of that nature, and the the mind itself builds a resistance to these things. You know, I, I, I think the same thing about, I'm going to catch hell for this one. I, I think that bullies are uh, essential. <laughs> I think that bullies are essential. Now, I, I, I'm sure I did a little bit of bullying when I was a kid. And, uh, but for the most part, I wasn't really into it. I, I, I don't really like bullies. I don't like bullies now, um, but they are essential. They have to, these, these kids they have to develop coping skills because you're always going to have a bully, right? You're yeah. always going to have a bully in one way, shape, or form. You're going to have a boss that bullies you around. You're going to have, you know, people that try to just shove you around. And, and I think we've removed the bully from today's society and these kids are weak. They don't know. how. So when they do meet somebody that, that, you know, they're going to have a confrontation with, or they do find some sort of, of, of conflict they're so timid that they just, they shrivel up and they don't know what to do and they're afraid and they don't, you know, so they look towards the government and they look towards these people because they don't have any coping skills. And they're like, save me from myself because I can't do it. And I think that's where we're headed. That's where we're going to continue to head. And I think ultimately that's going to be the downfall and, and, you know, annihilation of this country. Yeah. And me, I was bullied my entire life from elementary to high school, even into the Marine Corps. I was bullied. And technically, we call it hazing in the Marine Corps, but we're not allowed to do that anymore. So I didn't say that. <laughs> but like as as an elementary school kid, freaking I have freckles. I used to get called freckle face cookie monster. Freckle face cookie monster. Yeah, that was a good insult back in the day. Well, now you're the hairy face crayon monster. Exactly. But I also, I used to get bullied to connect, play connect the dots on my face. And would so. They, would they take a marker and like connect the dots on your yeah, face? Like connect the dots. That's awesome. They always wanted to do that. So one day I was pissed off, went into the bathroom <laughs> and, and literally connected all the dots. Really? And went out there and said, see, it doesn't make anything. But I think that, yes, bullying can be bad. No, 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 no. Back up, back up, back up. So what happened when you came out and you had your face all all colored and everything? I remember coloring your face once. You remember when I colored your face, correct? You remember that? You woke up in the morning? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a while but, ago. So, so did they stop? Did they stop bullying you after that? After you just made light of it, was just like, here, this is it. Let's have this no. conversation. They stepped away from the whole uh, connect the dots thing. Sure, they stepped it didn't away from more. It didn't have any exactly. effect on you anymore. It didn't, mm -hmm. and so that's that's when everything became a physical confrontation, not just an verbal or emotional abuse. That's when we started throwing hands. Well, sometimes we got to step it up a notch, you know. And hey, it worked out well for me because one, I got my ass kicked a couple times, but after that, I held my own, and people started to leave me alone. But I moved around a lot as a kid, so I was going to new schools every two or three years. So it was it was the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah, this, I had the same situation where we moved all the time. We were oh, I was always yeah. in a new school, always getting tested because I was the new kid. Yeah. Constant. Yeah, I feel that's tough. That's tough to do. And so it literally made me into who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm a compassionate human being, but I will throw hands if I have to. I'm not afraid of it because some problems need a violent solution sometimes sometimes I all have to agree not all problems but sometimes and 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 please keep in mind everybody we're not advocating for any kind of violence or anything like that but uh yeah no i mean you're absolutely right and i think that i think that those types of situations though those types of hardships those types of 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 things they do create you know the person that you are today you know like i've got you know terrible anxieties and and you know, depressions and things like this, but there are positives to that too. I can go anywhere. I can go to any side of town. I can go to any state. I can go anywhere yeah. and fit in. You know, you throw me in the mix with any kind of demographic and I will fit in. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I've moved so many times and I've been with so many different types of people and I've been around, you know, I am well-rounded as far as all that goes. And uh, I will fit. I it, it'll just happen. I'll adapt and and fit in, and and that'll be you know that. So there are positives and there's negatives, but you know we can we can try to focus and we can try to dissect all these things all day long. But at the end of the day, it's so complex. Who are we? You know these these little humans to try to dissect all these things. You know if you really think about it, like. We're, we're pretty insignificant. So, I mean, I, I said, we just roll with it. Let it go. We'll stop worrying about all these, these, these things. And bullying isn't a new thing by any means. No, no. We've been bullying people. If you believe in evolution and all that stuff, and you believe we became human from fish and gorillas and all that stuff, depending on whose theory you follow there, um, We've bullied people to hold the power. And that's all this is. And it's a continuation through any part of society. A boss will continue to show dominance that other people feel are bullying tendencies. Sure. But all he's doing is trying to maintain dominance. That's it. I feel and it happens, happens throughout the thing. And it's a factor of life and sometimes you get to punch those bullies in the face can't do that to your boss because you get fired but still well i mean you still can just say you still can but there's consequences to your actions so yes 
So if you if you don't want to be accountable for those, don't don't punch your boss in the face. True. All right. So we've got a couple more uh, topics that we wanted to cover right here. I think we we hung out in that libertarian thing and we went on to a tangent there for a hot second. Uh, we did. We did. We did. We went to a little little tangent. So I hope everybody's not too bored, and uh, <laughs> you know everybody's kind of into it. So let's let's go on. What were we going to talk about? We're going to talk about them legalizing or decriminalizing drugs in Oregon. Now, you want opening thoughts? Now, as, as a libertarian, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of libertarians out there that are like, legalize everything. Legalize crack, heroin, cocaine, all of it. Legalize it. You know, and I'm, what? What? Like, are you out of your mind? Like, what? Explain this to me. Explain. Decriminalizing of any type of drug, to me, is a good thing. Because one, it stops this war on drugs that have been going on since the 80s when Reagan was in office. All right? So we save money there. All right? Two, if we follow this, as a, how do I put this? If we follow this as a marker for what, I, I, it's either Denmark or Sweden has done. What they've done is they've created rehab facilities that allow these drugs to be used in bringing people down off these substances. So they give them what they need to make it to the end of the rehabilitation. Now, they don't get to get out of rehab until they are no longer needing the substance and kick it for good. Now, to me, from what I understand about this, that is what they're modeling this after. They're allowing these people to have a free space in which to do these drugs and keep as many people out of the criminal system as possible while giving them an opportunity to go to these facilities in which to get the help they need. Now, some people are going to abuse this. I know. So for, first, let's, let's, let's talk about the war on drugs. Back in the 80s, I know you're born in 89, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you've seen footage and I'm sure you, you, you've looked it up, <laughs> now, particularly in New York City, where it was real bad. Um, yeah. Crack came on a scene, man, and it, it decimated, decimated. Yeah decimated families, homes, neighborhoods, the whole thing. And there was a call from the American people for the government to step in and figure this thing out, right? So that was our war on drugs. So before this war on drugs, it was a real problem. So, I mean, when you say yes. end this war on drugs, and, and I, I agree, you know, to an extent, um, you know, you want to end this war on drugs, but it was the American people who were experiencing the backlash of these drugs that called for the war on drugs. Yes. Right. So, and I, and I think, I think what happens is, is we become so complacent and we become so, um, we forget, we forget why we're there in the first place. Right. Yes. So, so I, th- I think that that's a thing. And so you were talking about like Denmark or Sweden and, and these re- rehabilitation things. So the way that I, um, and understanding it in Oregon 
they are decriminalizing, right? Uh, heroin or, or cocaine or something like that. So if, if you're walking down the street high, crazy high, you know, I don't, I'm, I don't know if you can still get busted for public intox or not. Um, I'm assuming you can, but so you, get, you get pulled over or whatever and, or, you know, they stop you. Yeah. And you've got some heroin in your pocket, you know, less than like, I forget what it is. I think it's, you got to have like a substantial amount for it to be a big deal. But um, you got some heroin in your pocket. It's all good. Keep it moving. You know, off you go, Sally. So I think in, in, in these places that you're talking about, they'll catch you with these drugs and then they'll place you in a facility. And that facility, they'll, you know, give you the, the methadone or whatever it is you have. And we have that too, by the way. We have methadone clinics and we have opportunities for people. There's a tremendous amount of opportunities, especially for addicts. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not belittling anybody's addictions or anything like that. You know, addiction is a terrible, terrible thing. And, yes. you know, I hope, I hope that everybody gets the help that they need and kids stay off drugs just look up the flock of videos yeah. and don't, don't do drugs <laughs> even if they're legal. it's just you're seeing they're like little puppets they're like oh, yeah. oh, oh. it's crazy like the neighborhood i grew up in we had this dude like he was a boxer like an amateur boxer got a lot of brain damage but went on to uh crack cocaine and just was literally a walking zombie in our neighborhood and like all of us kids seen that we're just like that's that's not fuck that. Oh, and that's that's what cracks me up about all these drugs too. Is people people see <laughs> all these things, and you know, I wonder what goes through somebody's head the first time they're like, "That heroin, that's a good idea right there. I think I'm gonna give that a shot." You know, see, on on that thing there, for my experience, and I've lost some kids or friends from high school. Mm -hmm. I have two heroin overdoses and a lot of people to suicides from being off of it and all the weird shit that comes with. It. Yeah. And for me, majority of the time that these people go to these drugs, it's because alcohol is not doing it for them. Mm -hmm. They're in a state of depression or anxiety and need the escape and the release. And that's what people fail to realize when they're like, oh, well, I, I can't I can't understand why anybody would do drugs. There's a trauma to it, too, because I can pretty much name off uh, everybody that I know that has been in that world. What led them to that, what their breaking point was to get into that. And I think. Mental health plays a lot of effect in it. And that would be where we need to start in trying to understand why people do drugs. Sure, sure. And I, th I think that we could we could take it a step further and we could talk about mental health and, and why so many of us are finding us in that state that we're in. And for me, for me personally, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a subject that I've been looking at for a very long time, very, very long time, um, trying to figure that out. And my conclusion on that is that we as a society and as human beings are not we're not living natural lives we're not living lives that we're supposed to live we're living these very constructed artificial unnatural uninstinctual lives and there's a yearning for something more there's a yearning for that natural life 
you know, and I'm not talking on a religious level or anything like that, although, you know, God has been known to help a time or two. Um, but that's, that's beside the fact, I'm not even talking on a religious level, I'm talking just about the, the very basic needs of society and of, of men and of women. Um, they're not being met. You know, we wake up to an alarm clock. We don't, you know, we like, so for example, this uh, daylight savings, right? Thank <laughs> God for daylight savings. Cause I don't, I don't wake up to an alarm. I have to wake up to the sun. Okay. So during these last few weeks, right. It's still dark at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, you know, seven 30 or whatever it is, you know, it's still dark outside. I wake up and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to work, you know, and off I go. But you know, any other time, as soon as that hour flips back and that sun comes up, I wake right up and it's yeah. no, no problem. You know, it's, it's no problem at all. So it's, it's, it's things that are as simple as that. You know, and we, we wake up and we go to this work, we go to a job that, you know, for somebody else, for the most part, for, for most of us out there, um, anything from, from fast food to, you know, that, that, that steel mill worker, you know, that, that guy who's just humping and breaking his back all day long. And then he comes home and we've destroyed the nuclear family. Okay. We, we don't have, you know, I'm, there's some of us that do have it, thank God, but there's for the for the majority of us we don't have that anymore we don't have that okay i'm home from work i have my wife i have my kids I, you know here's dinner it's, it's there and you know we don't have that anymore we have this whole you know she's just getting off of work now too kids are being raised by the television and social media they're like whatever dad whatever you know and and it's it's insane so no wonder that there's all these stresses and these anxieties. And then we haven't even talked about how people get on these, these addictions through the use of pills. You know, we, we've got, I remember back in the early 2000s, early mid 2000s, these doctors, they were throwing pills at people left and right here, Vicodin, 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 Vicodin was everywhere. Vicodin's yep. Perc Percocets, Oxycontins, all that, all of it. And they got so many people addicted to these pills. And then all of a sudden, without warning, and that was it. They didn't wean anybody off. They didn't do anything. They just killed the prescriptions. So where are these people going to go? They're going to go get heroin. <laughs> this is where they're going to go. That's where they're going. And, and I couldn't understand for the longest time why they would do that, why these doctors would do that. Like, that's, it's irresponsible. It's got to go against your code of ethics, doesn't it? But the, uh, that was about the same time we were jacking those, uh, those fields from the Taliban. You, I don't know if you 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 ever had any experience taking a taking over a poppy field, my friend. Um, I don't know if this is classified information or not, but um, the compound in which my platoon or yeah, my platoon and Company HQ was at uh, in Afghanistan was apparently come to find out belonged to one of the biggest kingpins of opium in that area and our base only got shot at one time and after that time they he and his crew brought them to us right like he knew exactly oh, he who did it and went at him oh the kingpin the kingpin guy was like sorry this guy shot at you here yes 
pretty much. That's crazy. And and you guys were like, cool, high five, Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, like everyone was just like, so you're telling me that literally we were under your protection? <laughs> and it the whole thing was weird. That and is, that like is really weird. It is. And other people, I don't know what their opinions of it was, but I just remember finding that out and going, well, that's fucking funny. And mm -hmm. just going on about my life was there a little piece of you that was sitting there with that saw like bro just just kind of you know you know you know when you stroke the trigger a little bit <laughs> like, man i could end this kingpin right now and then you just kind of put it down like orders no uh i i wasn't there when he done all this uh my rotation was post so he came in while we were on post and the whole thing went down but everybody was talking about it afterwards that's crazy that's crazy. So, I mean, there could be, you know, infiltration like that. There could be things of that nature. And I think that's something that everyone has to look at when they're when they're voting in these politicians, because politicians historically have done that. You know, you look at the cocaine cowboys and the CIA and all that, you know, <laughs> all that stuff, dude, like back in the 80s and the 90s and all these things. And, you know, it's it's a mess. You know, government's got his fingers in all of it. And you don't know how it they're securing these things. You don't know. People don't know how they're doing it. And and. But I found it very interesting that they, uh, that they, uh, you know, just pulled the prescriptions like it was nothing. Yeah. As soon as we were able to acquire poppy fields, you know, as as a country, and now all of a sudden it's the biggest heroin epidemic since you know, I don't know when. Yeah. Well, it's this. It it mirrors itself. Like the 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 whole saying is history repeats itself. Correct. Yeah. So instead of the war on terrorism. Back in the 70s and 80s, when the crack epidemic started, freaking it was the war against communism. And we were all through Central and South America. Yeah. And you had that Nicaragua and all that. And... Like, you have these things that happen. And we're like, oh, we're going to defeat this for this purpose. But what, what are you taking? Like, some say we're in the Middle East for oil and all this other crap. Fine, fair enough, maybe. We have one of the largest oil reserves in the in the world. Yeah. In the United States. We're saving it for ourselves. I get that. There's no reason to be dependent on the rest of the world for oil. So I don't think that's the main reason why we're there and everybody goes on about it's because of oil. There was no weapons of mass destruction. It was just to get to the oil fields and all that stuff. Sure, maybe, but I also think getting a hold of a key component of your pharmaceuticals on the cheap is a good way to do it. I mean, it's a hot commodity. Yeah, know, especially when you can you can have your uh, your uh, pharmaceutical companies manipulate the whole the whole damn thing. Yeah, that's wild. Like, crazy. That's a that's power right there. That is, it is that is a massive amount of power. And this is another reason why I like what Oregon did with decriminalizing these drugs, because if you get a prescription, these drugs are legal in the form they sell it to you. Sure. Sure. Okay. So get that. what's the difference? All we're doing is cutting at the middleman. Maybe if, maybe if they're not afraid to be able to do these drugs, maybe they do smaller doses. Well, maybe they don't have to fucking ride the rainbow immediately. 
or maybe they, they're running around with needles sticking out of their arms. Like, I got all the dope. I got all the dope. True. You know, that, True. Could, that could go either way. But I, I, yes. think, I think with, with the legalization of, of these drugs, I think the availability of these drugs is going to skyrocket. You know, yes. I, I couldn't go out right now and be like, where's the heroin? You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea where to go get heroin right now. You yeah. know, and, and neither, neither do these kids. And, you know, it's, it's not even just with heroin or, or cocaine or anything like that. I think, I think we've become lackadaisical with a lot of different drugs. I mean, even marijuana. Like, up the road, right, right from here, there's a, little, uh, there's a little quickie mark or whatever, right? And uh, it, sits right, it sits right next to an elementary school, right next door. I know which one you're talking about. Over there, over here off Cassidy, right over here? Yeah. Yeah. So it sits right next to a school. And uh, you walk into this, this little quickie mart, right? And you got the bubble gum and you got the Snickers and you got all the stuff, right? And then you go to checkout and the checkout counter is a damn LED lit case full of bombs and bolts yeah. and pipes and drug paraphernalia. And they're not even just like regular old pipes. Like, oh, this could be a pipe. You know what I mean? It's not Sherlock yeah. Holmes up in this bitch, dude. It's crazy. You got like, yeah. like, like little Rick and Morty you know, pipes in these cartoons and everything else. They got rid of Camel Joe because he was a cartoon. But you can post <laughs> a Rick and Morty bong yeah. in a display case right next to an elementary school where this little kid is coming in to get his bubble gum. Like, you know why? That's, bro, that's crazy to me. Because mothers of Americas don't see that. They don't grow up and live in those same areas. Oh, and it's always in a, it's always in a very bad area where this yeah. is. You know, it's, it's exactly where we grew up. It's not a good place to grow up because it it it's skewed from everybody else's worldview. Yeah. And just like Mothers of America, they want to protect the children of America without understanding the full picture. They live their beautiful suburban lives see what they see on the news and say, we have to defeat this. And so they see an uprising kids smoking cigarettes and they're like, oh, well, it's because cartoons. It's because of candy cigarettes. It's because of bubblegum cigars. The cool stuff that we grew up with that made us feel like we were grown up. Although, and so although, the paraphernalia, what? Although I enjoyed many a candy cigarette. Oh yeah. <laughs> and here and I am I quit. 30 years later I so, quit two years ago so I know what it's like to smoke good for you Thank that's you. awesome for quitting Thank you. I, yeah. I quit for like three weeks a year ago and it was the worst time I've, I've ever had like I was just I was ready to kill people all the time I'd be driving down the road somebody would like look over and be like hi and I'd be like what you, see? you know what I mean like I'd be on <laughs> on full tilt rage mode bro and I can't be I just gag and it's just it's the hardest thing ever I never vaped I never vaped yeah it's so hard I, hate I just it. literally came home one day told my wife I'm done smoking she threw away my pack of cigarettes and that was it well I personally think that if we are going to legalize these things or decriminalize these things then we need to have at least some regulations 
like our little quickie mart up here can go ahead and sell that stuff sell it yeah. it's fine but put it in a back room like you would have to do at a head shop or something you know where you have to or be like in there theaters. you have to be you know let adults do adult things but i think this is exposure to kids is just going to create you know a, a whole new market you know it's fair enough it's 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 irresponsible as far as i'm concerned it's it's irresponsible and on a on a, on a unethical yeah i agree with you completely i believe just like the old school video stores back in the day there was an adult only section mm-hmm. like children weren't allowed back there and there was a guy that made sure no children went back there i snuck past that guy a couple times well yeah a couple times <laughs> um now we don't have those, so people don't understand that there can be a separation. There needs and to yes. be a separation. There needs to be a separation in a lot of things, I think, between, you know, you know, adult things and, ch and child things. And there's been a merger of these things. And now you've got these kids out yes. here running around trying to be adults. And you're, you're, not, an, you're not an adult kid. Stop it. And that's, that's the key thing, is we... We almost force children to grow up. We don't allow children to evolve into human being adults. We think by the time they can start talking and walking that they have to do exactly what adults do. No, what we need to do is allow children to be children. So I got my first job at 13. I didn't have a group of friends and everything else that I always did stuff with from 13 to the time I joined the Marine Corps all the time. I was working on it. Before that, I had a little bit of a childhood, but I was the oldest. So I had to take care of my siblings. Yeah. Because both of my parents had to work. So, and, and that's, that's a, that's a great point. I had something similar. I started working when I was 14, I think it was, and I was a bus boy or something stupid. And then I framed houses for a little while, or I was a laborer for framing houses. <laughs> Even though they had, they had me doing everything. I remember being like 14, 14 15 years old, and I'm, I'm walking the roof with this truss. You yeah. know, there's like five of us like doing balancing act on the on the this the beams of the ceiling. I'm like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. You know, it was you know, it was one of those things. And then you know, I I had a baby and I had to figure out what I was gonna do. And yeah. you know, I've been working ever since. So yeah. You know, I mean, you do grow up fast when, when you have situations like that. Um, but a lot of these kids, they don't. They, uh, they're, they're umbrella. You got these, these helicopter parents and, and they don't allow them to be kids. They protect them so much that when they do finally get out there or they are, because they're exposed constantly to, to the realities of the world, you know, to, of the adult world all through their childhood. So you've got a combination of this massive exposure and, uh, these helicopter parents that don't allow anything, right, at all, you know, knee pad, you know, knee pads, helmets, and 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 bottled water. It's uh, you know, once they do, <laughs> once they do get out there, man, it's 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 a free for all, bud. It's like it's like the Amish kids going out there for the first time and 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 doing lines of cocaine and 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 ecstasy. I was gonna say the exact same thing. It's just like the the legalistic. Christian mother and father who fire and brimstone all the time on their children and then wonder why their children ran away. 
there was there was no disgust of love and grace. It was just ah, uh, you can't do that because that's not cool. And I I, I agree as a as a born again recently born again Christian came, came into the light. Um, I do find that a lot of a lot of people in the in that faith they preach on the fire and brimstone and hell a lot, and I have an issue with that. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't do things based on fear. Right. So and then the second that you try to put fear into it, I want to rebel against it. Like I'm scared of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Like, so I, I think that I think that a lot of times, you know, I don't know. That's that's we're not talking about religion. Let's we'll let's, go on to our, uh, let's we'll just I'll, I'll say this as my final thing for the Oregon drug thing. We'll move on. Okay. I believe that decriminalizing this opens up money that we can use to actually get better and more people on the border to actually stop these things coming in. And that doesn't mean just Mexico and Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. I'm talking about Canada down, Cuba, and everybody else trying to come up into Florida. That's all I'm going to say. So, so you want- Reallocate funds. So you want us to be the drug dealer and use that money to battle off the competition? No. Is that what you just no. said? <laughs> is, that what, is that what you come? No. What I'm, what I'm saying is do it the same way as we do pharmaceuticals now. If we regulate these things, allow pure substance to be used or bought on the streets. But what I'm saying, though, is the money that we would spend incarcerating these people can be spent actually going after the people that are bringing these drugs into the United States illegally and not caring what happens to the people that take these drugs. Do you think the government's going to give a shit about who takes these drugs? No, as long as they get their tax revenue, they don't care. Just like alcohol. They dope said alcohol is bad. Bro. Huh? Dope dealing's dope dealing. It is. And I get that. And I get that. I don't have all the answers, but I think it's a step in the right direction. I hear you, buddy. I'm, I'm, so I think on that topic, we're going to go ahead and agree to disagree on that there. All right. That's okay. See, that's what America's America. about. This is civil discourse right here. We're talking, we're debating, we're shaking it up, we're mixing up that bag of whatever the hell we're doing. I don't know what we're doing. But- <laughs> You know, it feels good. It feels good. So I think the last topic we have for today is Biden's call for unity. (laughs) I thought that was interesting. Where have you been the last four years, Joe? Where have you been? People have been launching concrete milkshakes and taking over cities. And and I'm surprised you didn't do a rally in, in Chaz or Chop or whatever the hell it was called. Like, where you been, dude? If he really wanted unity, he would have stayed a senator where he has more power than the president. He's been a senator for 40-something years. He doesn't care about 47. 47. 47 years. 47 years. And now you want some unity, bro. Yeah. What the? Okay, so so they, they put out this article, right? The Hill put out this article. Biden calls for unity healing after capturing the presidency. After catching or, or after capturing the presidency. That's a key word right there. So I'm going to go ahead and read this article. It says, uh, 
President-elect Joe Biden called on a deeply divided United States to come together and heal on Saturday, moments after he was declared the winner of the presidential election. In a statement, Biden said that he was honored and humbled by the trust the American people have placed in him and his running mate, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Um, okay. With the campaign over, it's time to put the anger and the harsh rhetoric behind us and come together as a nation, Biden said. It's time for America to unite and heal. Now, I, I'd like to, like to focus on one of, those, one of those words here because this is what they do. With the campaign over, it's time to put the anger and harsh rhetoric behind us. Now that the campaign is over, but during the campaign, it was completely cool, right, Joe? Well, let's go back to what one of the senators said was that everything can be put back on the table after we win the election. That's insane to me. That's absolutely insane. I would have more respect for the left if they would just come out and say what they say it. Just say it. You know what I mean? They don't want unity. They want power. They say do. It. Just say it. Grow some balls and say it. This is what I have to say about this. You now have a man who is possibly our next president because it's going to be the 2000 all over again. Gore's president for 37 days, and then all of a sudden it turns over to Bush. Yeah, we're going to Al Gore that ass. <laughs> <laughs> but with this, if he does become president, if he does become president, you have the duty to actually hold him accountable and his administration for everything that happens in the next four years. You cannot allow him to be elected and blindly do whatever he wants to do because he has a D with his name. Treat him the same way you would any Republican out there and I will show you respect. They're but just going. because he's on your side does not mean he gets a free pass on anything he wants to do. I did not give Trump a free pass. I hated Clinton. There was no way I wanted her to be in office, but I still hold Donald Trump to the same level as I would anybody else. You know why? Because he is the leader of the free nation, That's the United true. States. He has to be held at a higher standard than anybody else in the world. Just like every other politician out there needs to be held to a higher standard. Whether you're just a city council member in a town of 400, you should be held to a higher standard because you hold that office. You should be above reproach on every facet that you deal with at all times while you hold that office. If you do not, then you cannot be treated as a politician in the fairness of the people's mind. Yeah, and, and here's, here's the thing. Donald has done some dumb stuff. You know, he's, he did his little bump stop thing. There was the red flag laws, if you don't, if you remember those. Um, I do. Nothing, nothing came of it. I think the ATF did what the ATF does and, and they, they flipped their little thing on the bump stocks and that, that was a wrap. But I remember when he did all that, there, we turned on him <laughs> quick. I remember, I remember commenting on one of those things like, hey, you want to see how fast we can turn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's your warning, Don. 
you know, and I, but I think that uh, I don't think the left is going to do the same thing. I think that that the last time we saw them, you know, they they made excuses for Fast and Furious. They made excuses for the Benghazi scandal. They made excuses. And all of all of those supporters supported their candidate no matter what. There wasn't ever, you know, uh, a time where they were like, hey, we're going to hold you accountable for for this here. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, bruh. You know, and they just didn't do it. So, you know, I, I think that that's the big difference that that we're going to see this time. And, you know, I, I'm just back to back to what he's saying. He's, it, it's it's insane. Like, what are we, we're going to we're going to all of a sudden unite again. That's what we're going to do. You know, and then I, and then, you know, you got you have the left and you go on these pages like Occupy Democrats and stuff like that. I troll the hell out of that page. Dude, that's my favorite thing to do on Facebook anymore. I go to that page and, and they're they're spitting out all this weird stuff. And I'm like, logic, 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 post, you know, <laughs> and everybody freaks out and they all have heart attacks. It's, it's the funnest thing ever. Um, yeah. But they uh, oh shit, I forgot where the hell I was going with that. I was going somewhere to see what happened was I ran I ran out of my drink and now I don't know what the hell's going on. The left being held accountable by their own yeah. people. And 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 left being held accountable by their own people. They they won't. It's insane. They follow these people to the the letter. And and Bo, and Joe's like, oh, let's get united, let's be united, let's be united. Well, we're constantly being attacked, right? So the left is constantly constantly and not left the left's not trying to hit us with garbage you know garbage not the left is not trying to hit us with logic you know like i would do like on the occupy democrats page they're freaking vicious bro like they're nasty and now i've gotten some hate from the right too you know i've i've, I've you know experienced some hate from the right you know here and there and they're they're pretty nasty too but boy boy oh boy like they're nasty. I had somebody talk, they're like, move on. And then there's like a picture of, of Statue of Liberty saying you're fired, you know, to Donald Trump or something like that. I'm like, you're telling us to unite and move on, but you're posting antagonistic shit. Like what, what, you know? So, and that's, that's where I think we are. I think, I think Joe is foolish to even try to try to say such a thing. Cause I mean, it's just laughable at this point because there is no civil discourse. Um, no between the left and the right that's that that's gone that's gone you can't just go out and call for it and say okay here it is you know and and as much as everyone wants to say it trump didn't divide us it wasn't him he didn't have that kind of power like it wasn't like we were all like yes here's trump follow 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 you know what i mean it it, it wasn't it was a large portion of people out there that did i mean kind of i guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people turn on him after those red flags and that bump stock thing and all that. And, and that's very handy. Just and now, here in Montana, I'll, yeah. I'll put this out there. Here in Montana, a very all across the board red state for the most part. Except you. Except for me, yes. I'm the middle child of politics. Yeah, you are. Literally. I have the older brother, the Democrats, and then the younger brother, the Republicans. And everybody's just da da da, and I'm just stuck in the middle. Like, I like this lollipop. Poor Smithers got no attention. <laughs> yeah. And here, here in Montana, which is a red state for the most part across the board, you had people that didn't care about those things. 
they cared about him being the Republican. That was it. That's that's what I hate the most is this is my belief and you or you may not share this, but I believe that if you run for the presidency, you no longer get a political party because you can't be one side or the other. Well, that's why I think political parties should be abolished altogether. I think we should go on based on based on merit. You know what I mean? Forget the R, the D, the I, the L, the the, the J, the K, the L, the M. You know, and and we just we run as Americans, like when yep. when, Pre- when President Trump when President Trump first came in to office and he was elected the primary and he was choosing his he was choosing his VP. I deep in my heart hearts of hearts, I wanted him to pick Bernie Sanders, right? And I know it sounds crazy, right? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I hated Bernie, right? But when but bernie had the election he had it right or the prime yes on democrats and they were like no. oh yeah they were like no there is no way clinton or yeah trump and they they cut bernie's head off and put hillary in there and was like here you go they really screwed bernie over and even trump remember he was like he was like i'd be pissed if i was bernie right i wanted him to pick bernie just to be like just to give the everyone the finger you know what I'm saying? He would give that would have given the Republicans a finger, Democrats a finger. Everybody would have been like, "What the hell?" Heads would have been exploding all over America, and that would have been the greatest day of my life. You know, even though I hated Bernie and I hated Bernie's politics, I really just wanted to see him be like, "No," nah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You cheated this guy out of the primary, which they did. They absolutely cheated him. They cheated him this year too, dude. I was scared of Bernie. Yeah, I was scared when when they when they released that it was going to be Hillary instead of instead of Bernie. I was like, because Bernie would have whooped us bad. Yeah, and I'm not talking about whooping us with fraudulent stuff like what's been going on. No, he would have had the entire country back. Oh yeah, he would have had all of those kids just. Yep. Yeah, I was I was scared of Bernie, but you know, and and that's the that's the thing. I think we should abolish the party system, all of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that I can go in and want everybody to own every gun in the world. I think you should be able to own an F-16 fully loaded if you if you if you damn wanted to and you have the millions and the millions of dollars to do it. You know, go ahead, get you an Apache helicopter, bro. Get you some. You know what I mean? You 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 gonna come out the pocket? <laughs> <for sure. laughs> but uh, you know, and and if you you mess around too much you know we we've got apaches too so you know if you want to die let's 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 do it you know but you should be able to have that choice and i think that you should be able to go to the doctor if you get sick and not have to file for bankruptcy you know what i mean like these are these are just basic things you know one is very left one is very right and i don't think that we should even have that I think that we should, we should, you know, focus on one thing. I think that's what happens. You're lured in with the little gingerbread crumbs of the left and, and the, <laughs> the socialized medicine and, 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 and social programs and things like this. So you're forced to accept all the other stuff that, you know, is not so good on the left. Yep. And the right can be the same way. You know, you, 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 you gotta, you know, you can come on over, but you know, and you can have guns and you can have this and you can have that, but 
you got to pray the gay away or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, 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 there's it, always stipulations. There, there's a lot of gay Republicans, so I can't even say that. It, but there's there's stipulations on both sides is what I'm saying. There are. So, you know. What I think would be a tremendous troll is that if you're the last two candidates for the presidency, so you this year it was Biden, Trump, and Joe. Those three people, the top two finishers, whoever wins the majority, gets presidency, the next one gets VP. Stop allowing them to appoint their own person, huh. work together as a team. Huh. So, so basically, if there wasn't all kinds of, of shenanigans going on, it would be Joe and... Trump would just become step down from president and become the vice president. Yeah. It's a thought. It's a thought for sure. And then then it doesn't wouldn't they, matter. Wouldn't they just What's be like, that? wouldn't they just be like Caesar though and 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 Brutus and and you know all of a sudden Trump falls down to B, VP and you know they're hanging out in the in the in the Senate and and here comes Trump like hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what I'm all right. Then if that's the case, if if that's the case, then there's no going to the presidency seat. You stay VP and a new person is appointed to be elected against you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It, it would, it would make it a lot more complicated. It would. Yeah. But I think that unless we get rid of the parties and actually just treat everybody as fucking Americans instead of Democrats or Republican, or in my case, Libertarian. If we treated everyone as if they were a human being and an American, yeah, I think we'd get better results out of our politicians. I think we would too. I think we would too, for sure. Because I mean, there's the loyalty is to the party. It's not the country or the people, it's to the party. And that's just, that's just what it is. Which is why I like Trump so much when he was like, yeah, I'll run as an independent. I don't care, you know, because he was he was a liberal for a long time. He was a leftist forever. And I think a lot of that scared but a lot of a Democrat for a long time. Yeah, that scared a lot of a lot of Republicans when he came in. They, they were like, wait a minute, he's going to be a proxy king for the leftists and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And he turned out to be to be pretty damn good. I, I thought anyway. Um, but uh, shit. Where was I going? I, I, I have these thoughts and I lose my way. Take it away, Craig. I, yeah, get her. Get her, get her. <laughs> so I just feel that political parties were never supposed to be the thing and that that's what we were told from day one as this country was established. No right. political parties, that it's the best person for the choice or the best person that you can choose from but it is also every American's duty to run for a political office. We allow these people to become career politicians that never change anything because all they're doing is withholding from each other and holding the American people hostage. Yeah. Why is it that we always get held hostage when you guys can't figure it out as grownups should be able to? If you're in this position of power, how? Do you just sit there and throw a tantrum about whatever it is 
just to make sure the other side doesn't get what they want. How about this? How about we ask what the American people want and try to give them the best opportunity in which to achieve these things and stop holding us hostage? Speaking of asking the American people what they want, if you enjoy our little back and forth here, and keep in mind, it's our first one, you know, so things are going to get better, quality's going to pick up, everything's going to, you know, step yep. up a notch as we progress. Um, if you'd like to uh, hear us talk about something, why don't you go ahead and write down that topic in the comments section and uh, let us know all of your uh, feelings and whatnot. And uh, don't be afraid, we're not going to regulate you or delete anything or anything like that. Um, freedom Thanks, Big old bag of freedom right there in the comments section. Go ahead and get you some of that. So, uh, anything else to add? Because I'm, I'm, my head's spinning. <laughs> I don't even know what it's, 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 it's a few topics that cover a lot of areas. <laughs> it really did. I mean, we were, we were talking earlier and we we're like, okay, you want to, let's add, what else? What else? Yeah, yeah. Each each one progressed a little longer than fifteen minutes, didn't it? True. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, and then let us know what you think, guys. Uh, is it too long? Is it too short? Uh, would you like to hear more? What What would you like? Because yeah. we're here for you, and that's what we do. How do you feel about that, Smithers? I'm good with it, man. Y'all good with it? Outstanding. Yeah. Well, I think we had a uh, that was a good little first. First run, I thought, thought it was good. What do you think? think oh, good? yeah. I I loved it. All right. Well, in conclusion, we will see everyone next time. We can probably expect to see videos, what, once a week? Is that what we're uh, going yeah, to Yeah, once right a now? week. Yep, once a week. Once a week. Um, so we'll have a – you'll have time to put in all your comments and, and give us suggestions, and we'll get her done for you. And we yep. will see all of you next time.